Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the AGCS Podcast. I'm Ken Reichman. The coronavirus outbreak has posed a unique test for commercial insurance claims. Historical patterns have been upended, while claims teams have had to maintain service levels during a period of significant operational challenges. How have claims trends changed as a result of COVID-19? How have claims teams responded in the new environment? And what have we learned for future pandemics if or when they occur? AGCS experts recently highlighted some claims trends for both short and long tail lines in the recently released publication, COVID-19 Changing Claims Patterns. And to help us better understand some of these trends for short tail lines like property, entertainment, and aviation, we're joined today by the global head of claims at AGCS, Philip Kramer. Briefly, Philip, what are some of those trends? Obviously, the, the pandemic has, uh, has hit the insurance industry by the same level of surprise as any other industry. Maybe one would have expected the insurance industry to have thought more about it. The truth is probably we haven't. So the insurance industry has responded. We have one particular industry sector which was immediately hit very hard, and that's the entertainment industry. So we've never experienced such a shock to the entertainment industry comprising mainly live events such as concerts or sport events, uh, but also the whole industry of uh, movie, film, advertising production. That has come to an immediate halt in, in around the world, and, uh, and the industry faced a, uh, an unprecedented shock. So that, uh, that has been the, the most visible outcome or uh, fallout of the pandemic that we, that we had to deal with. And what about claims frequency, right? What are some trends for the near-term, mid-term, and even long-term for claims? Generally, uh, there's always a sort of uh, a time lag between the actual occurrence of a loss and then uh, the notification to the insurer. So when the economy came to standstill and people were asked to stay at home, that didn't mean that from one day to the other, uh, we didn't receive any, any notification. So for some weeks or even months, um, we still had an ongoing uh, um, sort of frequency of notifications. And uh, however, then obviously in certain areas, we saw a very sharp decline. The most obvious one is from the aviation industry. So no passengers claims because nobody was flying. And, uh, and we also saw a significant decline in sort of ordinary slip and fall liability claims from, from customers um, in, in shopping malls or things like that. So this was, uh, this was the effect on the, on the frequency. However, we, we have not seen overall a significant impact on the, on the loss occurrences in our, in our portfolio. In, in the corporate insurance world, the assets that we insure, they didn't go away. Factories, machinery, also the aircrafts in the aviation industry, they didn't go away. They were, still, they were just grounded in one place and actually in, in very large numbers at the same place, which causes another headache in case a hailstorm or hurricane hits the area. So it's not that the risks went away and, and therefore also overall in 2020, um, we cannot say that we had a significant decline in losses. Philip, I know you mentioned some of these business lines, property, entertainment, aviation, in your previous answers. But how have they been impacted both in terms of physical damage losses and in business interruption claims? Because from an outside perspective, I would think that business interruption claims have gone up pretty quickly and pretty substantially. Yes and no. 
um, obviously there was a lot of business eruption because uh, uh, the businesses came to a standstill. However, uh, generally a, a business interruption loss, which is a financial loss, uh, is only insured as a result of a property damage. So the classical example is a fire or uh, a weather event or a net cat event um, causing damages to to uh, infrastructure or installations or factories and therefore thereby uh, leading to a business interruption. So here it was just the authorities um, shutting down the economy. So there was no physical damage to the assets. And that means that most of the business eruption losses uh, were actually not insured. Um, however, as I said before, the assets were still there. And actually, although one might think that a factory which isn't running is less exposed to risk, often the, uh, the opposite is true. Because uh, if you have a factory running, then the staff is around, the staff is watching, supervising, and reacting immediately if something goes wrong. So if, if you wrap up things, um, then um, there's a chance that something happens and goes unnoticed for a while and therefore creates a, a rather large damage um, before before somebody intervenes. And also when you restart equipment that can that can uh, that poses a more significant risk. So the risk didn't go away, and we have experienced therefore also losses from uh, in that in that respect. But coming back to the entertainment industry, I mean there, I mean what I what I would like to stress is here, um, it is a very specialized industry and which has a unique way of uh, of operating, um, how things are planned and. Uh, how um, how costs uh, actually incurred uh, during the preparations and decisions that you need to make uh, at a specific point in time. So here, what uh, what we really saw is the the benefit of having worked as a world market leader with that industry uh, for decades. Um, that that we had such an intimate knowledge of our key customers. And what have we learned as a result of COVID-19? And how will that impact how insurers deal with claims handling in the future? What we have uh, demonstrated, and uh, actually one could say to our own surprise, is how well also we as an industry cope uh, with a situation where from one day to the other we had to um, to work 100% from remote and uh, relying 100% on digital interaction. Um, so a few years ago, I doubt uh, the insurance industry and also um, we ourselves would have been prepared as there was still too much reliance on um, hard infrastructure in, in offices and, and paper communication or paper documentation. So that, that now, in that respect, the timing of the pandemic was benign for us. Um, so that's, uh, that's a lesson learned, and, and we now know how to really effectively respond uh, in such a, a setting. Uh, the second aspect that we really learned is uh, that although insurance cannot always cover the financial losses that our customers suffer, and clearly a a pandemic or the financial fallout, the financial losses resulting from the pandemic cannot be shouldered by the insurance industry if you compare the overall premiums paid for the business disruption risks and the total economic losses suffered during the pandemics, the maths just don't uh, don't work. And uh, so nobody would be prepared to, to pay 
a risk premium adequate for such a, a massive uh, shock. So therefore, that total shock cannot be absorbed. However, insurance continues to matter. Assets are at risk and traditional losses continue to happen. And uh, even in, in changing risk environments, uh, I mentioned the situation where a factory is like mothballed and, and therefore maybe even more exposed to something happening. That, that we have to be prepared for and, and also find, find solutions. You can find the full version of the COVID-19 Changing Claims Patterns Report with the link in the description of this podcast or at our website, agcs.allianz.com. And don't forget, you can get all of the latest AGCS content by following us on Twitter at AGCS underscore insurance and on LinkedIn at Allianz Global Corporate and Specialty. If you have any questions, suggestions, or comments for a future podcast, don't let the conversation end now. Send us an email to agcs.communication at agcs.allianz.com. And of course, folks, please rate, review, and subscribe to the show on iTunes. The more people who rate and review, the easier it is for others to find the show. Again, I want to give a special thanks to Philip Kramer, the Global Head of Claims at AGCS, for helping us better understand the report. And on behalf of Philip and all the folks at AGCS, I'm Ken Reichman, and we will see you next time.